to the Batmobile. Let's go. Come on, Bob, for old times, huh? Harley Quinn, nice to meet ya. <laughs> Pardon my French. Fuck those fuckers. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Comics in Motion podcast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hi Chris and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Comics in Motion. What we like to do here is we like to review movies and TV shows that are based on comic books. Myself, I'll be reviewing from the perspective of a long-time comic book reader. And I'll be reviewing from the TV and movie perspective. And what we also like to do is we also like to spoil the hell out of everything we review. So if you haven't watched our choice of the week, then we'd advise you to proceed with caution. And remember, with an average podcast comes no responsibility. Now, Chris, we looked at Birds of Prey last week. We really enjoyed it. It's good to see that the movie seems to be doing a little bit better if uh, maybe being outpaced and outshone a little bit by Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, But we're going to follow that one up. So what are we going to review this week? Well, Dave, on the DC streaming service, there's some great content on there, and we've heard some great stuff, and we just simply haven't got round to reviewing it. But as you say, to coincide with Birds of Prey, we've gone with the animated TV series, which came out last year, Harley Quinn. It's a 13-episode run, Dave, and uh, to say it's been reviewed by the best press people out there and the users very, very highly. And it's really, really well received. I've not seen anything negative online is an understatement. So when you said about watching it, I was thinking this is right up my street. And and it's also R rated guys before you put it on for your kids and that this isn't the Mark Hamill, Kevin Conroy, Batman and Joker stuff, you know, Harley Quinn mixed in from the nineties. This is pure R rated filth, Dave. And I absolutely fucking loved it. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it, it again. I said in Birds of Prey with Birds of Prey last week that my daughters are, are not at the age that they can watch R-rated movies, um, but they really like the Harley Quinn character or what they know of her through the iconography and everything. So it, it, it's a little bit disappointing in some respects that there isn't something that they can watch, um, but. I was intrigued, you know, right from that first announcement about it, that it was going to be R-rated. Then we had the trailer that was released in, in Comic-Con, or that was the first time I'd seen it anyway. And then you're like, actually, this this looks really good. Because I don't, I don't know about you, but I find it more difficult these days than I ever thought it would be as a child going back and watching cartoons. You know, especially ones that I've got no nostalgic connection to. And so to watch a new cartoon, I was like, mm, am I going to get into this? But I, I show my hand a bit. I think the answer is definitely yes. Yeah, and it's an interesting way they've gone about this with this uh, cartoon. I think it's really, really good. And it highlights again, Dave, I think if you put in the right people behind it and the right writing and the, the, the cinematography of it, the drawing is fantastic. I think that's something we'll obviously we'll get into in the review, but... I think what stands out just before we get into our trailer as well is the actual R-rated version of it because I do want to talk about that slightly because I'm really interested to see what you think on that, Dave. Yeah, definitely. Well, should we get right into our trailer? Let's go. Can we talk about this later? It's not now when. I can't spend my whole life just bashing. 
Russian goons. I want to be your partner in crime. Jesus, this guy. Harley, I'd never deny you the pleasure of buying me time to escape. Joker never loved me. He only loves Batman. Who? Come talk to me after St. Bernard shits on your face! You're a strong woman who doesn't care what other people think. Right! Exactly! Preach! If I want a crew, I should be looking for scumbags no one else believes in. That really hurt, you <gasps> Holy shit! He just became like the least employable person on Earth. Exactly! just get a crew of bad guys. I got the fucking worst. <laughs> Joker, this is my score. Well, it was. Throw Harley out. If he wants to fuck with me, I will fuck right back. Harley's at Penguin's nephew's bar Seems like she's doing pretty well. You know she has HPV, right? Most sexually active adults do. And anyone who is a respected supervillain is in the Legion of Doom. That's when you know you've made it. If Joker can get in, so can I. You crossed the line, Quinn. You're going to Arkham. Bye-bye. You could be the next member of the Legion of Doom. I thought it was Legion of Dildos. That logo's the shit. This series is written and executive produced by Justin Halpern, Patrick Schumacher, and Dean Lawry. And this animated superhero black comedy was commissioned initially for a 13-episode season and follows the adventures of Harley as she looks to break out of her relationship with Joker and out of his shadow. Now, for this review, Chris, we're just going to look at the first two episodes, so not the full 13. I'm sure we'll we'll watch that at some point. But initially, when we start off, we start off with this attempted yacht uh, heist. What do you make of the opening? Completely. I've never seen an R-rated comic as such, Dave, as in using... Especially that you know you got the Batman, Joker, Harley Quinn, and all Harley Quinn's like an oddball out there character. This the the first episode especially, which is called "Till Death Us, uh, Do Us Part," is pretty similar to what happens at the start of the movie because basically she, the Joker has her over, doesn't he? And she ends up sort of Batman arrests her and he pisses off, and she's realizing she's like making every excuse possible for the Joker to love her. And all he's doing is just being selfish, isn't he? And just goes away and gens up in Arkham for a year uh, with poison ivy in her ear, <laughs> like he's blagging him. But I think the, the the first bit on the yacht where they come and she goes to rob him, I was like, next minute she's like, fuck you. And then the Batman turns up and she's like, oh, he just fucks bats. I was like, what? <laughs> they're what? talking to Commissioner Gold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she needs, sorry, yeah, that's after. Then she kneecaps a guy straight away, doesn't she? They're like, oh, you're just the Joker's girl. Then the Joker comes and he's got a mask on. And obviously he abandons her then, and then Batman comes but and gets her. A mask that was someone else's face. Face, yeah, face, <laughs> and pulls it off. But but 
Dave, I was like, oh, hang on a minute. He went from me thinking, oh, we'll have to review this, just fucking sitting up and going, right, put your phone down, Chris, let's watch this. Because I, it, 22 minutes long, this first episode, the second one, it was called like, High Bars the Same. Oh, Dave, brilliant. Some of the best, I don't think I've seen anything. And I loved uh, Wolverine v. Hulk, um, Wolverine, you know, when we did them, and uh, Wolverine, uh, Hulk v. 4, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, but, yeah, and I did like the Wolverine video, hopefully Wolverine really did. But I think this already it's put its flag in the sand and it's absolutely raised the bar completely for me. Absolutely, I love the color on the screen and everything. It's and the one thing with this, David, I'm not trying to steal your fun because I've no got stuff to talk about. We've got to talk about Bane because Bane's in this Scarecrow, the Riddler, Two Face, but the guy who's playing Bane, it's fucking brilliant. What do you mean, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they've got the same Tom Hardy Bane voice, I think, is just absolutely brilliant. I mean, it's come, come to Bane in a minute, but same as you. When it starts up, I mean, the colours are really bright, aren't they? They pop out of the screen. But you're thinking, okay, I'm... I'm kind of watching Batman the Animated Series, but done in a more modern style. And then she's like, fucking get on the ground. <laughs> Whatever she says, she's like effing and blinding. And then, like you say, the bloke's like, oh, you're just Joker's girlfriend. She gets a mallet and just fucking smashes his shins in. <laughs> and it's like, what the hell? You know, and I was just like, oh, blimey. And and the Wolverine Hulk um and the Hulk versus Thor things that we've watched are, are more kind of, um, they were more PG-13, weren't they? And then yeah. when we went to watch Batman the Killing Joke, that was R-rated, but it's 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 a very more serious tone, and, and I don't remember there being that much swearing in it. I'd have to go back and, and remember, but it, it was used very sparingly, whereas... Every second sentence has has got a fuck in it or something, you know. And and I, I again, it just it takes it up a level. And I think the the subtle comedy in it is is just fantastic. And I really like the role that Poison Ivy's playing in it as well because I'm sure we've discussed in the past, Chris, that Joker and Harley's relationship is very very unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um. And, and I'm glad that they kind of play up this idea that, you know, she, Poison Ivy in this first episode is trying to verbally convince Harley that, you know, Joker doesn't care about her, so she should just move on. Uh, she lets, you know, Harley's waiting around for a year in prison and then Poison Ivy has to essentially break her out, you know, knock her out and then take her out um, back to her place so that they, uh, you know, she doesn't just stay there and rot waiting for the Joker. But um, I, I quite like the plant as well. No, the plant's funny. <laughs> he's good, isn't he? And and he's he's right out of Little Shop of Horrors, isn't he? You know, the uh, feed me, Seymour. Yeah. <laughs> have, you, have, have you ever watched yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. he's just brilliant again, coming out with plenty of Fs and blinding. So, yeah, I, I just everything about it and then you've got the riddler in there and so i uh, he's just kind of there in the prison initially isn't he and then yeah. um even though poison ivy 
thinks she's got a point across to Harley. <laughs> as soon as Harley goes back to the Joker, she ends up getting back with him. And she's like, you know, you might want to get out of here because, uh, you know, this is going to get nasty real quick. <laughs> so, yeah, um, just just fantastic. It's only when they put in this plan to essentially um, uh, Riddler pisses off Joker, doesn't he? So he sends Harley to go and kill him. But the Riddler ends up capturing uh, Harley, and he's already captured Batman. And then he gets Joker to make a choice, doesn't he? Yeah, and it's interesting, really, Dave, because when, when the production on Harley, they were trying to get Margot Robbie to play her, which which perfect. Now, the girl who plays her has got a perfect tone, the New York accent, everything, but it's Kayla uh, Kuoko, isn't it, off uh, Big Bang Theory, the blonde girl. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Is that how you spell her name? And I don't, I've seen the Big Bang Theory, but I've I never just, been I one. I just call her Cuckoo. I, I Coo- don't know how yeah. you pronounce it, to be Coo- honest. Yeah. <laughs> I've or never Cuco. been a... Cuco. I mean, I've never been a massive fan of that show. I just ne- Even though I'm a geek and stuff, when it comes to gaming and stuff, I've never jumped on it properly. I know where they all are. And, and obviously, she was like the, she was a bit like the Rachel of the series, i.e. like Friends. But I think she does a great job. And I think you're right. I think... Yeah, I I think just for me she she's okay, you know. I don't think she pulls off a New York accent at all. I mean, I think Margot Robbie, the way she pulls off that that more harsh kind of Brooklyn accent, I think it especially considering she's Australian, is just brilliant. But I one of my favorite sort of female voice actors, she does loads of stuff. She does Raven in, in Teen Titans Go as well, is Tara Strong. And she when she does Harley Quinn, it does kind of have that Brooklyn twang. You know, again, it's a bit more harsh. Whereas, like I say, Kaylee Cuckoo, you know, she uh, she does an adequate job and, and the expressions in her voice are all fine. It's just literally the accent. So I think I think if Tara Strong was doing it, it'd give you that extra few percent, to be honest. No, oh, that's fair enough there. I, I honestly I thought she was pretty good, but it's it's interesting that when you when you put all this together and you're trying to like bring the screen alive. I always find like with a lot of cartoons, sometimes it's just too flat. Like, like we, you know, we'll go back to, I'll go back to the Hulk V4, very flat. It had everything in it that should have worked, just didn't work for me. It was a complete comparison. And then we did obviously Wolverine, the Deadpool one, didn't we as well? Which that was pretty good. You know, we've, we've, we've dabbled with a few things ourselves over the comics in motion lifetime, but this one stands out a lot. And I think the production of it, is really, really good, really, really good, and and I think the story just fits perfectly. There's a nice, there's a nice bit of writing in it. It's not just a case of fan service where you, Batman comes on the screen, then the Joker, then the Riddler. Not they're all there for a reason. The only ones that aren't there for a reason, the Scarecrow and Two Face in this first episode, which obviously they must become a bit more important as the series goes on. Because looking at like the Wikipedia page, the amount of DC characters that are in this series is just, it's basically a who's who. You've even got Bruce Wayne and uh, Bruce Wayne. You've obviously got Bruce Wayne. Sorry, you've got Clark Kent popping up and stuff like that, which yeah. is really good. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to have Nightwing. And I think as the season gets on, it's it's going to be better. But I mean, in, in this first episode, essentially, you know, this whole Riddler plot, um, they give Joker the choice, you know, do you kill Harley or do you kill Batman? 
Oh, so oh, sorry. Who do you save? Do you save Batman or do you save Harley? And the Joker <laughs> chooses to save Batman, his arch nemesis, who he can't really live without. And so, you know, as far as Harley's concerned, she's going to drop to her death in this acid. Um, and it turns out it's just a big bowl of jello or something. And, uh, you know, it, it was it was all a ruse. Essentially, it was just a plan by Poison Ivy to show Harley that Joker absolutely doesn't give a fuck about her. So this, the end of that first episode is really where it, she, it sets us up for the rest of the season because she, you know, she's finally realized she has to split apart from the Joker and, uh, you know, she gets a new hairdo, gets a new sexy little outfit and stuff. And, and then, you know, that sets us up for everything else. Yeah, it does. It does. And I think for the first episode, Dave, it's strong. It sets, like you say, it it tells the story perfectly. And more importantly, it makes you want to go and watch the next episode. And that's something that I didn't think I'd get by watching this. And I really, really enjoyed the first episode. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, though, it... it in the second episode, it steps up a bit, doesn't it? Because you, yeah. you get this, you've got this idea that Harley, you know, she, she needs to break out now. She needs to become, uh, or step out of Joker's shadow and become her own woman. And so she decides that she's going to have to become part of the Legion of Doom. And uh, one of the, like I say, this, this kind of uh, chat at the Legion of Doom you've got with Scarecrow and Bane, I just think it's brilliant, and then you've just got Joker kind of come up, coming up to the coffee machine. It's just like a workplace, but it's the the Legion of Doom, and I just love it. This is a surreal hive of scum and villainy. Yeah, and again, Dave, like I say, I didn't want to steal your thunder because obviously I knew I didn't think you were going to do your impression, Dave. But it's a lot better than my Bane. So it's the way the Tom Hardy Bane is just on the screen, but he's like a comedy baddie and he's just like he's getting little one-liners in there he's got a conscience he's not what you see and the one thing i would say that i really enjoy about the cartoons dave and we do see in in obviously it's terrible the batman and robin and obviously we've got arnie as a doctor is it dr freeze or whatever he is in that one um is the bane in that is the one where he's he, the serum stuff makes him go bigger don't he? he's a big bloke we never saw that with the tom hardy one did we he was just one size fits all sort of thing so yeah i, I did like the fact that he went he goes incredible hulk for a small sort of short burst while all that stuff gets pumped into his body but no it's, it's re- called venom the, oh, is that the what it is? That, that's pumped into his body uh, yeah. ah right okay okay uh, so so again interesting the way they've used them all of them really and and again it's all about harley with, with poison ivy there's a subplot there going on isn't there where poison ivy's trying to say to her look you know she knows now that the joker's a dick she then gets the full outfit on that she wears in suicide squad so we get the pigtails we get the hot pants we get the baseball bat don't we and she goes to meet joker and she basically just gives him a load of shit and then he he sets a load of goons on her doesn't he? but what i like about the fight is she doesn't necessarily win the battle, does she? Because these, these, by numbers, it's a bit more realistic than the fact that she's getting cracked, isn't she? She's getting smacked around and stuff. It's not yeah. just a case of her beating the shit out of her, like 20 blokes. She, she genuinely does have a... She has a good go, but she, ultimately the numbers play a, a bigger part in the fight, and that's what I really enjoy. And she's obviously going to get killed, but it doesn't come to pass. But I think the way it's told on the screen is great. And I'll be honest with you, Dave... I will be watching all 13 episodes of this. I really will. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think if it was in the first or the second one, but he's Joker again. He's in his criminal lair and he's trying to find out what the Wi-Fi password is. And I yeah. can't remember she, what she, she called him. Dickhead or something. She yeah. calls him Dickhead, doesn't she? <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's something like it's it's you, Dickhead, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, And he's like, is that you, Dickhead, or it's you, Dickhead? <laughs> yeah, and then he froze it, doesn't he? he froze it. <laughs> But um, yeah, Bane, like you say, he's just this big dumb bloke. And uh, what does he say again? Joker says some line about it, it's not that she's got STDs. It, it was something else, but TDs, I think. And he's like, "Well, most sexually active adults do." <laughs> <laughs> he's just got these silly little one-liners. But I have to say, Chris. So the voice of Joker is Alan Tudyk. So we saw him in uh, Doom Patrol. And uh, he also plays Clayface. And so I am loving a bit of Clayface in this, to be honest. So he's the guy behind the bar. Ah, right, right. He's like a, the thespian. He's trying yeah. to do the acting and everything, and he's turning into a, a southern bartender and stuff. And and again, I, I think Alan Tudyk does quite quite a bit of like voice acting and stuff, and I, I think he's playing a great role in this as well. He is, to be fair. I, I think, again... It's just strong. Everything's strong about it, David. There's nothing I can really criticise on it because I just can't. I really, really enjoy it. I think it's it's definitely up there with some of the best cartoons I've watched. Even after two episodes, I'd definitely say that. I'm really, really enjoying it. Really, I, I think what I like is for DC, as much as the, the films get a lot of slating and, and they don't hit the, out the park as consistently as the Marvel stuff, the cartoons for me have always been better. Other than the original Spider-Man Incredible Hulk from like the 60s or whatever they were out. And then obviously X-Men from the 90s, which coincidentally Disney Plus is going to be my fucking go-to when that comes out, Dave. I cannot wait <laughs> March. But other than that, I've always swayed towards the DC stuff. Mark Hamill is the Joker and all that. You know, Kevin Conroy's Batman. Absolutely love them in the 90s, Dave. Absolutely love them. They're so far in front of the Marvel stuff for me. Yeah, I think the the three big animated shows from the from the nineties, Batman animated series, Spider Man animated series, and X Men the animated series, all three in in different ways, but all three brilliant as far as I'm concerned. But this one is definitely my favourite. I did like Wolverine and, and um Hulk versus Wolverine, but this is a different level. And and again, I think it's the humor, Chris. I think it's the, the fact that it is grown, a grown-up cartoon, but also it's pretty damn funny as well, you know. So, I mean, when Harley, she, she, she's got access to Joker's calendar. And again, you know, Poison Ivy's just like, oh, for fuck's sake. You know, this is not going to end well. But, you know, she turns up in what she thinks is going to be a Legion of Doom get-together, and it turns out it's Penguin's nephew's bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> she turns up all hot and stuff uh, with a tiger, and then you've just got all these 13-year-old Jewish boys, and I just <laughs> it's just brilliant. I can imagine just people sat around writing it, writing it out. I mean, it's, it's a lady called Jane Becker who wrote this episode, and um, yeah, I, th- I think uh, the humour hits it out of the park for me. It does. It's very, very on the same parallels to the movie, the Harley Quinn movie, and obviously Deadpool, the, you know, with Ryan Reynolds. It's that sort of humour, isn't it? It yeah. really is. There's, there's no 
line. They are fully committed to what they're doing in this. And that's what I think I respect about it more. They're not trying to dumb it down or anything. They've just gone for it. And I think for as, a, as an actual uh, sort of hero movie or anti-hero movie, this this is the sort of store TV show. This is the sort of thing that I enjoy, I think, more than anything. Yeah. And what do you think of Kite Man? <laughs> Well, he was fucking gutted, wasn't he? Because he wanted to get his end away with um, poison <laughs> ivy. And, and then when he's in a bed, and she's like, oh, no, 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 no. And he's going, well, oh, I thought he wanted to have sex after a day. Yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, he's been around since 1960. He was, he's another one created by Bill Finger and uh, Dick Sprang. But, um, yeah, just brilliant. I, 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 again, just the humour of it. It is is fantastic and right on point for me. What I do like is, is it, although it's kind of, you know, it's in this superhero world, there's a lot of parody, a lot of satire to it. It is telling a story about a, a young woman's struggle as well, you know, yeah. and the fact that there is this kind of glass ceiling. I mean, I, I have watched a little bit on, but I'm not going to talk about it. But, you know, again, it plays on that a little bit more. And again, it, I... I think it's it's really good because it's something that has it, it's content that does have something to say as well as being you know entertaining and funny yeah yeah i agree i agree david and i think what we will do is we'll probably mention in one of the shows in a week or so a couple of weeks is what we thought of it overall we're not going to probably review the whole series as another episode but we'll just give our scores before we go into it because i think it deserves it to be honest yeah, absolutely. And uh but I mean in terms of getting back to this second episode, you know, you have Kite Man, he inadvertently infects all these teenage boys with the poison ivy pheromones, not realizing that basically it's gonna kill them and turn them into plants. So that's that's when they end up back at Poison Ivy's place and uh old Kite Man thinks he's quids in, doesn't he? But <laughs> Soul is not, and I like the fact that you know when Harley comes back with the antidote, she's like, ah, "The way I have to administer the antidote is it has to be mixed with my saliva and yours." <laughs> and the kids are like, "So you mean we're going to have a kiss?" <laughs> it's like, no. At the end of this, you'll still be sexless nerds. So yeah, <laughs> yeah just some great little lines there, and and like I say, just I, I love the humor in it. Yeah, because they're going about the lad who's having a bit of mitts for finger blasting somebody and all this, aren't they? It's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. what the <laughs> fuck? That's when they, you know, they kind of capture Harley, don't they? And, the, and then they get the, the penguin's nephew to to kill her. And, and she's like, well, you know, are you sure you don't want to embarrass yourself when you're in front of your friends? You know, there's so many things you haven't done, like you haven't finger banged anyone. And <laughs> it's like... <laughs> This is not Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> no, far from it, Dave, far from it. Again, brilliant. And it's all done in such a stupid way that you're just laughing along with them, aren't you? That's, that's, the, that's the great thing I pick up from this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, before we get into our final review, is there any other particular points you want to pick up on this on this story? I mean, again, I think it it sort of sets it up. I mean, this... The end of the second episode, I think it could have almost been a longer one episode, couldn't it? It could have been a yes. longer pilot because it, the first half of it, it's it's Harley has that realization that you know she needs to split up with the Joker, but then this is really her just trying to step up and and kind of break out and and become her own person. So I, I think they do join 
quite nicely and and set up the whole season. Yeah, no, I haven't got anything. I think you've just summed it up really well, Dave. I think what's the good thing is I want more, and and that's the good thing, and that that's the one thing when you're doing this sort of series, whether it's uh, not an animated, if it's a normal TV show, if there's not a hook there, I'm not watching it past the first two episodes. I'm like, oh, I'm out. But I did this. I'm all in. I think it's a testament to what they've put on the screen to me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's get into a promo and then our final review. Hello there. Do you like movies but feel overwhelmed by the avalanche of titles available every week in the theaters and on streaming services? Do you struggle with justifying the increasing cost of movies at the theater or whether to pick up another streaming service? Well, I have a resource for you. One Movie Punch. Your movie review podcast for currently playing newly streaming classic and cult movies. One movie per day, every day. We track the theaters, streaming services, and the occasional physical release to find the best movies currently available. We watch every film, then distill it into a short three to five minute review and publish a daily podcast. And now with year two, we've gone spoiler free for all movies within the last three years and bringing on a team of reviewers with brand new perspectives and selections. Want more information? Head over to www.onemoviepunch.com to subscribe to the daily podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at One Movie Punch and Facebook at www.facebook.com slash One Movie Punch. We'll see you there. So I wasn't sure what was going to review this app or what score. And I've done it in the past where when we've sort of reviewed something, whether it's a couple of episodes, a pilot, or it's half a series, and we're like, right, we're going to leave a bit of room just in case it doesn't lead up to it. And I know I've marked down a couple of things to Atlantis, not really because there's anything wrong with them, but just more because I didn't want to go in and send it to Asgard. But Dave, I'm sending this to Asgard straight away. I can see where it's going. I think everything about it is a bit of me. It's more realistic in some respects. The humour, the dialogue, the delivery of everything is brilliant. And the fact that we've got some proper fucking bone-crunching uh, violence, which even with it being an animated show, I was still like, oh, fucking hell, you know, when, when he <laughs> kneecaps him and some of the other things. And that, that'll just drag me in even more. So I'm sending it there all day long, and I think it's fantastic. And if you haven't watched it, guys, it is available on the DC streaming app. It's fantastic. It's something you've definitely got to get on and watch if you get the chance. And, and I'm hoping that the rest of the series, the next 11 episodes, live up to the hype because so far I've been absolutely blown away. So what about yourself, Dave? Yeah, no, a brilliant review. I, I agree with all of that. Again, you don't really want to get too excited, especially when something's new and you don't know where the rest of the season's going to go. I, I did have a sneaky peek, like I say, at some of the later episodes. And so I, I know the consistency carries on throughout. And so I, without beating about the bush, I'm going to send it to Asgard as well is highly recommended it's a shame you you know the only way we can watch it at the minute is through the dc uh streaming app i think the um i'm not sure who would pick this up maybe netflix might pick it up it, it wouldn't fit on the uh i don't think it fit on the bbc <laughs> you know, so maybe someone else would but yeah, it's definitely worth a watch the animation is top quality the voice acting is great the colours are vibrant, it pops out of the screen, and the comedy is right on point. And, and I just think I, I can't recommend this enough. This is the best modern, let me say it that way, animated show that I think I've seen. And, and I just, I, I love it, and I can't get enough of it. 
No, brilliant, Dave, brilliant. I'm just glad we enjoyed it, you know, uh, together the, the way it is. I really do. And I hope everyone listening goes out and actually uh, watches it. I know our good friend Tony Farina, Dave, who's part of the Indie Comics Spotlight, uh, one of our other shows on our feed, which has been received really well. And it's a great listen, guys. So if you can get on our feed and uh, seek out Tony's episodes, really, really good. And I know Tony's going to be watching this one. I know it is honestly Chris it is one of my favorite shows at the minute we've got three episodes out so far and on, on Tony's third episode he has Thanos on Thanos Thanos Josh Brolin no not not Josh Brolin Thanos a different Thanos from Greece <laughs> <laughs> who's doing who's doing a kickstarter uh for, for a, a graphic novel called Borders but no brilliant brilliant uh listen that one and and the previous two shows as well he's done pretty violent and obviously we did uh, I kill giants with him as well so really really exciting new show and we've got more new shows coming up which again I'm really really excited about all of them will be something a little bit different uh, we'll get new creators in and yeah exciting times Chris it's brilliant Dave really really good and what a great project for our channel as well so absolutely fantastic really really enjoying it Dave so please get over to Tony's show it's, it is a really really good listen guys now Chris how would someone get in contact with us on Twitter, guys, at Comics Emotion P. If you want to email myself and Dave, the Comics Emotion Podcast at gmail.com. If you do get time, get onto your podcast catching up, guys, and drop myself and Dave a review on the show or on Tony's show. All are welcome. It all comes under our feed, and any reviews just help myself and Dave get up them charts with the Comics Emotion. Uh, so, Dave, thank you for today for choosing this one. I've really, really enjoyed it. And uh, I think all we can say is I'll see you next time, my friend. Bye now. Excuse me, I'm Eric Lentra. James Xavier. Go fuck yourself. What in the ass? Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sounds. Let's not stand on ceremony here, Mr. Wayne. Would you care to step outside? Come to me, son of Jarrell! Kneel before Zod! Why so serious? Let's put a smile on that face. I am Iron Man. I'm Batman. Hey. Good evening. Hey. With Candy Crush Saga, the crush is real. For the first time ever, we're celebrating real crushers and their stories inside the game. Find out why they love playing, complete levels inspired by them, and win rewards they chose for you. For a limited time only, see why the crush is very real with Candy Crush Saga. Download now from the App Store or Google Play for free. Ends May 27th. Available to selected players level 25 and over.